0: So the wider the jaw, the higher it'll grab on the leg. Uh, so you know if you got a coyote, has a longer paw than, a, than a, a fox, and they've got denser, heavier, bigger bones. So a bigger trap is typically what I would go for. And same thing on a bobcat, because you know a big mature tom bobcat will reach thirty pounds. Yeah. So you know a mature red fox, you're talking twelve. You know, so that's a pretty good size difference.
1: So the bigger the animal, the bigger the bone structure, so they can, they can withstand a bigger Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand. Walking in the early dawn to climb the... Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day?
2: I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move.
1: Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com
2: And how do I find out more information about these guys?
1: You go to com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier.
3: WiseEye Technologies presents. Welcome to American Roots Outdoors. We are calling in via phone from Mountain View, Missouri, downtown here at the municipal Mountain View Airport. And we've had a lot of requests. People's loving the wildlife management series of shows we're doing. And, and again, people's requested Eddie Owens come back and share some more knowledge with us about trapping, different types of traps, and that's what we're going to talk about throughout the show. But this first segment, we're going to talk about NFL, the Super Bowl, we're going to talk about high school basketball, and then we're going to jump right into different types of traps to be used. What about those Chiefs, Eddie? I'm <laughs> doing pretty good.
2: <laughs> what do you think, Red Bowl? Well, I mean, uh, doing pretty good. That's kind of an understatement, Eddie Owens, because... They've made it to the Super Bowl. and In the ASC, it doesn't get much better than that. And you know what, guys? I was sitting here a while ago thinking about this, and the Chiefs, we can all agree, didn't have a great season. I mean, the offense sputtered and sputtered around. I mean, they still won their division and got the number three seed in the playoffs and all that. But when it comes down to big games, it has become obvious that the Kansas City Chiefs First of all, have the best big-game quarterback in the professional football right now. Number two, they have the best big-game head coach in the National Football League in Andy Reid. And number three, they have the best defensive coordinator when it comes to putting together a game plan to stop the opposing offense in a big game, and that's Steve Spagnola. Because, and Alex, you've heard me say this a million times over the years. Uh, talking about high school football or whatever, it's all about the matchups. It's all about the matchups. And, and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnola are masters at finding the weakness in the opposition and exploiting that weakness and also recognizing the strength of that opponent and game planning to offset that strength. And there's nobody better in the game right now than Andy Reid and Steve Spagnola as a team. And, and they've got the players that are uh, that are that have all bought into the system, have all bought into what they're saying and what they're doing, and they just go out there and execute a game plan. It's, it's pretty simple, actually, as far as the Chiefs' success in the playoffs over the last five years. And again, best big-game player, best big-game quarterback in the National Football League, bar none.
3: And I know you remind me often, I was ridiculing the Chiefs uh, you know, not being the team that they was two years ago, mm-hmm. but the last three, three games, four games, they played, they showed up and played like an NFL Super Bowl team. So I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm eating my words. They finally pulled it together. And that is impressive to me, Eddie Redbone. Yeah. It
2: seems like they, they play to match the team they're playing. Yeah. 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 In high school, we call in that high- play into the competition. A lot of high school teams do that. They play to the competition and uh, but, uh, and I also think, guys, that, you know, they had young wide receivers and we've all complained about all the drop passes all year long. But it was a process of bringing these guys along and getting them to the level they are now, trying new things, what's going to work with this guy, what's not going to work with this guy. It was all part of Andy Reid's master plan to pull this team together in time for the playoffs. And, and he's just, uh, I'm just in awe of what he has done with this football team.
3: Yeah. it. It's proofs in the pudding. You know, here we are. We're playing uh, the Super Bowl, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we're going to talk predictions real quick. I think uh, the Chiefs will beat the 49ers. I truly do. I, I really think they will the way they're playing ball. Uh, they didn't make any mistakes. You know, one or two missed passes, I think. Well, my am going through one and, and one missed pass. But yeah. Uh, they got to play a flawless game to beat the Chiefs. I can tell you, the Chiefs are on their game. And I really think they will be. They really showed that they wanted Redbone. Eddie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I look for them to come out on time. I, mean, I know the, when I hear the 49ers have been out of it for a while, and it's kind of an underdog, but I, I think the Chiefs are going to take it. And i got to say this too, Redbone, if I may interrupt, mm-hmm. uh, before you say anything. Sean Purdy is a great example of, of being a great mentor to, to everyone. You know, look at him. He's always sharing his faith. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot to me. You know, and say the 49ers does beat the Chiefs, let me tell you something. It won't upset me because I love what that boy stands for. You Eddie? Yeah. yeah. You know, he's always professing God. And I watched a, a social media post today. It showed him on his family farm. You know what he was doing this week? Combining. Combining <laughs> corn. Yeah, well, one of the days he's home he's out combining corn with his family. That means something to me. Yeah, and absolutely. That's, that's true America. Yeah, that's and true America. Let's switch gears and talk about high school basketball. Thayer, Missouri is facing a team I believe tonight. From Southeast Missouri, am I right?
2: Thursday. Mm. recording Thursday. Yeah, recording on Thursday, but on Saturday, they uh, will play Puxico. And I think, yeah, that's going to be a dandy. That's going to be a dandy, Thayer and Puxico, on Saturday evening at the Thayer High School. So, folks, if you're listening to this, you enjoy high-caliber, quality basketball. That will be one to see. Puxico State ranked, Thayer ranked number three right now in Class 3. So, yeah, that's going to be a dandy.
3: Yeah, I went to Marshfield with Terry Lee. He called the game at Marshfield, and they took us to showed us how to play ball. Uh, <laughs> their number... I think he's number four. I can't remember his last name, Curry, I think. But he took us. He had five jams on us, and they beat us by 11 points. And we got back within four of them, and we just could not beat them. And we beat them in the, in the Kabul tournament. Uh, not Grove tournament, I believe, was we beat them. But uh, those guys, and I want to mention, too, uh, Sheila's Restaurant in downtown Marshfield, man, they got great food there. Uh, first time I ever ate there, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, Liberty Eagles also got beat by Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Chadwick is really good. Man, they got, got a player there. I Man, he's probably one of the better ball players I've watched all year. But Liberty is 14-6 right now, and tonight they play Kabul here at Liberty. And I know we're recording this on Thursday and you heard this on Friday and Saturday at all the stations. But just want to give a shout-out to all the high school teams out there even the girls' teams. You know, the girls' team are doing good. Liberty's doing pretty good. Players really good. Uh, Alton, yeah, a lot of great teams out there,
2: Red Mountain. Yeah, let's not forget the Mammoth Spring Lady Bears. And, Alex, last night, and and again, we're recording on Thursday, Wednesday night, Thayer, ranked number five in Class 2, took on the Mammoth Spring Lady Bears, who are the defending state champions and still ranked number one in Class 1 in Arkansas. And the Mammoth Spring Lady Bears beat the Thayer Lady Bobcats 67. Really? 67 to 36. Oh my goodness! Yeah, man. they are really good. That I, is I, I expect the Manistee was... Lady Bears are going to repeat as the state champions again. They are just—they're phenomenal. It really is, and they're a lot of fun to watch play. Hey, we need to go to break, folks. On. Eddie Owens talking trapping and a whole lot more here on American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Hey, everybody! This is Michael Water with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex
1: Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Honey. Wishing on some love I've been on a big boy For a while I could load him in the back of my truck We can take it to a holler Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? Buckgrits.com. Buck well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs, it's got the fat a
3: deer needs, it's got the amino acids, it's got the energy, it's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut and it's going to put a rack on their head.
1: And it's going to help the and dough, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop.
2: Well, where can I get Buck Grits?
1: BuckGrits.com. You can get a sample. You can order it directly from the website, and we're coming to a retailer near you. If you want to help a healthy deer herd, use Buck Grits. Hill, across the creek, up a big old hill, year after year, gear.
3: Hornady Ammunition presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoor Segment Two of the show. As promised, we've got. Eddie Owens, an old farm boy that's truly found his niche. I think in the outdoor industry, this guy is a trapper extraordinaire, predator hunter extraordinaire. This guy uh, really knows his business, and we've had a lot of requests to get him back on the show. This is show five of wildlife management, and Eddie's going to share his knowledge with us on how to use different traps to catch different animals. So, Eddie, let's kick this thing off. Okay, the predators we have, to catch here in the Ozarks in the Midwest, and it relates to everybody out there. Bobcats, mm-hmm. uh, coyotes, mm-hmm. fox, raccoons, possums, yep. skunks. Skunks, yep. Yeah. You know, skunks is a, a big predator as, as well, yeah. invading turkey nests. So, just kick it off here. A coon hunter, a coon trapper, somebody that wants to trap coons, say they're bothering their, their stuff on the porch, and they want to get rid of them on the porch, whatever, but Oh, I do want to say this. Every trapper that traps or predator predator hunts is helping control uh, and help our numbers of turkeys survive. So I want to give a big shout out to all the trappers, predator hunters. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Eddie. What size of trap do they need to start with and what kind do they need to start with uh, as trapping raccoons? So if you're trapping raccoons, if that's your main
0: target animal, then uh, I would recommend dog-proof traps, especially if you're trapping close to somebody's house, uh, if they got dogs or if their neighbors have dogs. Because, you know, if you set a a foothold trap to catch uh, a predator, well, it's naturally going to attract uh, domestic dogs as well. And house cats. And house cats. So the nice thing about the the dog-proof traps, they're they're a cylindrical trap, and the trigger's at the bottom of that trap, so that coon has to reach down in there and grab that bait and when they do then they're caught you know so they grab that bait and they pull their try to pull their paw out they've made a fist and they trip that trigger and there they are so if I was looking to catch coon and possum because the possum will do the same thing uh, I would probably focus on dog proof traps and then you you won't have to worry about trying to get fluffy from the the house next door (laughs) out of the trap so that would, be, that would be what I'd do if I was going to target Coon, and, and I think a lot of people underestimate the damage Coon do to turkey eggs. Yeah. You know,
3: they're, I mean, they're not just going to take one and take it home to their den and crack yeah. it open and yeah. it in the paint. <laughs> they're, they're going to camp out on that nest. They're going they're to annihilate it. It. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I had a hen. I shared this story several times. I'm going to share it again. Uh, I raised Turkeys, tame turkeys, bronze turkeys. Yeah. I had a hen try to nest three different times, and every time we had it on our security cameras at my home security cameras, three raccoons chasing one of my hens that did not go back in the pen really? and chased her down and killed her in the yard, in our front yeah. yard. So raccoons are nemesis, yeah. and they need to be eradicated. Yeah. And
0: Absolutely.
3: Yeah, so when you see a, a poor little raccoon out there, you're thinking, oh, that little thing. Now that little thing's killing your wild turkey. If you're a turkey hunter, you want to kill every coon that you can kill to help the turkey numbers. Yeah, regardless of, of how innocent they look, they are not. They're I not. I assure you that. So, you, what type of trap? I mean, you talked about a dog-proof trap. What name Or Where do uh, they you know, order them? Where can they get them? Yeah, you know, you, Monty's over in
0: West Plains is where I started. You know, when I wanted to start trapping, I went over there and I bought a few traps. They've got a pretty good selection. From uh, you know, and a lot of what they carry is Duke brand. So you know, Duke. There are several companies that make your your dog proof traps. You've got uh, Duke, um, uh, Bridger. Uh, uh, oh, there's another brand. Burns. Yeah. There's a the Burns. Uh, Victor. Uh, yep. You know, not every company that makes footholds also makes dog proof. But you know. Monies would be a good place to start for a, for a local trapping supply. If you if you're you're not close enough to Monies, I've ordered some stuff off F and T Fur Harvesters. You know it's a it's an online website. Uh, they'll ship right to your door. They've got about every kind of, of lure and scent and bait that you could think of. They got almost every different trap type. So, you know, for coon, coon and possum, I would probably. Uh, uh, focus more on a dog proof. Is there a size like number three, number four? Oh, on the dog proofs they're not. Okay. Now on your foothold traps there are. You okay. know, so if you're talking if you're wanting to focus on fox and bobcat, I'd probably look at and like your foothold traps are size like one, one and a quarter, one and a half, one and three quarter, or you know, one point seven five and then
3: and then a number two. I go typically I stick with a one point seven five
0: to a number two. Because a 1.75 is a little on the small end for, to hold a coyote, but it will do it. A number two is a little bit overkill for a fox. But when I'm setting a, making a trap set, you know, if I'm ordering traps, I'll try to pick one size that is a do-all. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of times I go for a number two because I'm typically targeting big bobcat and coyote, and they will also work to hold a fox. So I'll, if, if I was going to go buy traps right now, I would
3: probably go with a number two as far as size on a foothold trap. Great information,
2: Bull. Yeah, it is. And and I, and, and I was going to ask Eddie here. We got just a couple of minutes left in this segment. But what about just the good old fashioned live trap? I mean, if you're talking about you know trying to cap, you know catch raccoons and, and possum in town that you want to get out of your yard and keep them you know off your front porch or whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised, and and I know that you know the dog proof traps are great, uh. But what about just you know the good old fashioned live trap? Uh,
0: if you're trapping in town, I highly recommend a live trap because if you catch one in a live trap, you just pick it up by the handle, set it in the back of your truck, take it out out of mm-hmm. town to dispatch that animal. Right. So, yeah, and if, if you're should... in town and have an issue, yeah, that's what I
2: do. Yeah, and if and if that in that scenario, if you happen to catch fluffy next door or you know the neighbor's cat oh, you exactly. can you can always just open the door and let it out
0: yep exactly exactly there's no harm no foul yeah. so and too if, if you have uh you know running hounds and you want to train them with a coon yeah catch that thing in
3: the live trash mm-hmm. take your dogs out there turn that coon loose you know oh. let them tree it
2: let them tree that thing yeah. so it's good training apparatus too yeah or call somebody that you know that has uh, coon yeah, hounds yeah. And, and say, hey, I've, I've I had, caught I've a coon. You come get it. You can have it.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I tell them, is like, okay, if I give it to
3: you, you can turn it loose. Make sure you kill this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make sure you got good dogs. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, you're a turkey hunter, too. You oh, yeah. turkey hunt. Yeah. You and your wife. Yeah. 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 So,
0: and, we, and we've seen a lot of, lot of. Uh, we had a good hatch just last year. Finally. So,
3: yeah, I've seen a lot more turkey this year than I have in the last several years. Me, too. Me, too. We're going to do a break, everybody, when we come back, we got more with Eddie Owens trapping different types of traps on wildlife management, show number five. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're listening to my good buddy, Mr. Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors.
1: And my old pair of hunting boots, passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart. So you never got to worry. Hey guys, it's food plot planting time here in the Ozarks and all across the country. What are you planting this year, Wayne? I'm going to put putting some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're wait, put wait, some wait, extra wait. Clover in?
2: It. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord? Man, it is
1: a variety of annuals and perennials that'll get you through fall time, winter time and all the way into spring. It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game, go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com. American Roots. Eagle Seed presents.
3: Welcome back to America Roots Outdoors, segment three of the show. Again, we got extraordinary trapper, predator hunter, Eddie Owens. We was talking about dog-proof traps in segment two, the type of traps to use. What we'll talk about now, we talked also touched on live traps. If you're trapping close to other houses or in town or whatever, and turning those animals loose to training coon dogs or whatever. Uh, you got bigger animals, say coyotes. Big bobcats. You touched on it just a little bit in segment two. Let's talk about catching coyotes. What size of trap? What kind of traps do they need to catch these coyotes? So I would I would look at. You definitely want a foothold style trap
0: for catching coyotes because <laughs> unless you have a lot of uh, a lot of places with fence crossings, you could do uh, cable restraints. But personally, I like the foothold trap. Um, Then, you know, because with a foothold trap, you don't have to worry about accidentally snaring a a deer or somebody else's house dog, which, I mean, with with a house dog, if they get caught in a cable restraint, typically they'll sit down and wait for somebody to come and get them. Yeah. But, like, with a foothold trap, I'll go with a number two. I personally like Bridger dogless traps, uh, but if you're just starting out, you know, a good, cheap uh, Duke number two will work just fine. And when they talk about sizing these traps, typically what they're talking about is the is the jaw spread. So the wider the jaw, the higher it'll grab on the leg. Uh, so, you know, if you got a coyote has a longer paw than, a, than a, a fox, and they've got denser, heavier, bigger bones, so a bigger trap is typically what I would go for. And same thing on a bobcat, because... You know, a big mature Tom Bobcat will reach thirty pounds. Yeah. So you know, a mature red fox, you're talking twelve. You know, so there's a pretty good size difference. So the bigger the animal, the bigger the bone structure, so they can they can withstand a bigger a bigger jaw without breaking bones. Because you definitely don't want to break bones. You want to have good swivels on your traps, ideally centered on the base plate so that whenever they pull and they twist and they roll. That trap moves with them
3: and doesn't, mind it doesn't right bind off. them up. Uh, it doesn't bind them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to to somebody's listening to this show, that against trapping, how, is it inhumane? No, okay. no. I mean, I, I know a lot of people think that, and
0: and I had my wife record me a few years ago, you know, on a on a trap that uh, I had a deer. I figured it was a deer. trip that trap. So I reset it, put my hand in it, you know, let it set off yeah. on my hand. They're not designed to break bones. That's the last thing you want. You, I mean, they won't even break the skin. So, and and a good, if, if the trapper is is conscious about what they're doing and they don't want to cause harm to the animal, which, I mean, ideally, that's not what you want to do. You want to catch them and just hold them there mm-hmm. until you get there to do what you need to do with it. So, I mean, yeah, they're the last thing you want to do is cause agony to these animals. Yeah. You don't want them to I mean, suffer. No. I mean, re- regardless of, of what they're doing to other wildlife, we're just
3: trying to control the population of them. Yeah. I don't want to annihilate them. I like hunting them too yeah. much. So, so, so let me ask you, you know, those people out there, again, that may be against traps, oh, man, that's so sad. That animal's got a right to go out there and live and eat and do this. Well, what happens if we don't control the predators? Yeah. What happens? Well, and then
0: they wind up kind of like Darren Turkey. We got to, you know, control the numbers. Yeah, they end up wiping out, uh, wiping out all of your other uh, resources as well. Yeah, and and I, I watched Stephen Rinella uh, quite a bit. Yeah, and I, he had a, a gentleman ask him, you know, about why essentially he goes out and he hunts these animals. And he said if you look back in history, he said the 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 uh, to not hunt is actually more abstract than to hunt because that is how we got to where we are today is by hunting and controlling numbers, resources and controlling these numbers. Now I know in times, in in desperate times, the the animal numbers suffered because there was no other food source. You know, there wasn't, they, they didn't have the means to preserve this meat so there was a lot of meat that went to waste. But with the knowledge that's out there nowadays of, of preserving your your meats, uh, you know, getting them, you know, yeah. whether it's canning or drying or curing, you know, it's it it just it makes more sense to me to utilize that that natural resource than it does to just let let wild animals run
3: amok Exactly. Yeah. So I think I think you know we're all stewards of the land. You should you be. Know? Yeah. And all we got to do, uh, I say, all we have to do is educate people so they can understand why we are wildlife managers, you know. And again, I'm going to reference the Bible. Uh, God tells us, you know, we are to take dominion of the fowl there, air, fish the sea, and all living and walking creatures. And, you know, it's just it's a, a way of life. So, yeah, it's our responsibility. And people that don't get it uh, either, and I'm not saying this to be mean, don't understand the Bible or never read the Bible, or they wasn't raised the way you and I was raised, or yeah. some of our, a lot of our listeners. Yeah, you know, so it's an important, intricate part of us to be stewards of the land, yeah. to help manage the resources that yeah. we have. You know, it's all interlocking puzzle pieces for this. Yeah, yeah, he got Alex. more coming. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, I would also uh, just like to interject here. I we just got like two minutes left in this segment, and I, I'm sure Eddie yeah. will agree with this, uh, and a lot of folks that are listening. I think some of the misconception about trapping comes from movies and TV uh, where we see movies about, you know, the, the early 1800s or the late 1700s. And the technology has advanced the trapping industry because back in those times, 1700s, 1600s, even the 1800s, trapping was pretty brutal. I mean, the traps, I mean, you know, you see see pictures of those old traps with those big old jagged teeth on them. And, uh, but as, as, as the uh, sport, has progressed. the uh, The equipment has progressed to a point to where it is humane to trap. I mean, uh, y'all think? I mean, you understand what I'm trying to say? Is people just have a yeah, misconception yeah. that what guys are doing today when they're trapping is the same thing that people were doing 200 years ago when they were trapping, and that's just not the case.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, it's not. And Eric said, you know, the traps have progressed, but the laws have also progressed too. And mm. and Hollywood, you're right. Hollywood has done. To trapping what it did to, say, suppressors. Yeah. You know, yeah. people think that a, suppress, a silencer makes it absolutely silent. It does not. And, and we can thank Hollywood for, for those being on the NFA. But, yeah, I mean, anytime you see a trap in Hollywood, it's got these big teeth on it like they're trapping grizzly bears. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know of anywhere where, where a jaw, a, a toothed trap is legal. You know, every state has different uh, different rules and regulations on their traps. Some states require rubber rubber pads on their on their traps. Mm-hmm. Some states require offset jaws, and so on and so forth. Some states it's okay to use body grip traps on on land. Uh, some states you can only use them in water sets or drowning sets for beaver and otter and muskrat and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, whoever whoever plans on getting into trapping needs to do their research because every state's laws are different okay yeah, they are all
2: right it is time for us to go to a break we'll be back more american roots outdoors radio with alex rutledge and his friends coming up hey
3: folks this is richard young with the kentucky Headhunters down here in southern kentucky you're just listening to american roots radio with alec rutledge right down here from kentucky but he's out yonder somewhere else he's way out there y'all check it out
2: Accurate, deadly, dependable, Hornady ammunition. From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet, ammunition, reloading tool, and accessories design and manufacturer today. Hornady. Each piece is hand-inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly, simply put, the best. Hornady ammunition. Find Hornady Ammunition at a retailer dear you and at Hornady.com.
3: Legacy Farm Land Specialist, LLC presents. Welcome back to American Reach Outdoors, segment four of the show. Again, we've covered some great subject matter here with Eddie Owens, talking about different types of traps and talking about it being humane, you know. And the, 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 what we're trying to do here in this show is educate people the importance of trapping and why we must do that. It's just like predator hunting, turkey hunting, deer hunting, fishing, whatever. Uh, a lot of it's how we was raised, you know. And uh, believe it or not, I'm going to reiterate what you said not do nothing, what would happen? They would take over, predators would take over everywhere. You know, and, and they would interbreed too. That yeah. could happen. You know, and then a resource, I call it a resource, uh, say, with deer and turkey, if we did not hunt, we're actually doing more for the animals than the people that's not. Yeah. You know, that don't hunt or trap. So, uh, our subject here, again, I'm going to ask you some crazy questions, you ready, because I think it's, it's, re- uh, it's uh, relevant to or a copy what would you do if you ever caught a bear? Okay. <laughs> First thing I probably do is is get on the
0: phone with uh, Department of Conservation. <laughs> Say I got a problem. I don't have the tools to get a bear out. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I don't think my traps are big enough to catch that bear. But, uh, well, but you know it's, a bear. Uh, it's it's I mean it is a possibility. I've seen people uh, uh, on on the internet, you know. Catching on target animals such as a bear, I've seen people catch wolves in in traps. Uh, do you think we have wolves here? I don't know if we do or not. Um, I have I've yet to see any. I've yet to call any up. Um, I mean, I guess it's a possibility, but I don't know. We here we've got so many different broken up farms that I think wolves would have a hard time settling in. You know, we've got we still got some some old hard and tore farmers that they're going to do the same thing with a wolf when they mm-hmm. see if they yeah, we're going kill him. They're going to kill him. I mean, a, wolf, a, a, a pack of wolves move in, they would absolutely oh. decimate a cattle herd in this country. What would you do if you caught a mountain lion? Mountain lion? <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, I'd probably call the conservation. There's a good dude. chance that that's... Uh, that's what uh, happen. It's a possibility, and there's a good chance that cat's probably got a, got a collar on it, you know, or no. a, cat, a chip of some sort, but I mean... There's ways of dealing with non target animals, but I don't, I, once again, I don't have the tools to get a mountain lion out of a trap. So I'd probably make a call and set on it and watch it till they get there. Uh, you know, that's it. it it'd take a, a big catch pole and a stout guy to hold down a 120 pound
3: mountain lion. <laughs> you know, my neighbor, uh, they have pictures of mountain lions within a quarter mile of my house. Yeah. And I had a, a neighbor, another neighbor one time, was at my house. And uh, I wasn't home and I saw him on my security cameras and I saw him look out in the woods and he run back to his car. So I called him and went to his house I said, man, I've seen you on my security camera. You run back to your car. Why did you do that? He goes, Alex, you won't believe what I saw. So what are you talking? He goes, I saw a mountain lion chasing a yearling deer in your woods. There you see, it. I'm telling you, I saw it. And they had a picture of a mountain lion in that right. same time frame within a you know, month or so in a quarter mile of my house. Well, that's one of my dream
0: hunts, is a mountain lion. Right, it's right up there with a wolf. Uh, yeah. I, I would like to call a
3: wolf in and kill it with a shotgun. Maybe lion. someday yeah. you go up north, huh? I'd like to, go to Idaho. Idaho or Wyoming? Yeah. Yeah, like they got it. Montana. Yeah. They got a, I want to make mention two different subjects here. Eddie Salter, Matt Moret, and myself will be guest speakers doing a seminar at the NWTF National Convention on Saturday at 10 a.m., the main uh, seminar area, and it's called the HS Legends, where they are now. We'd like to ask you to share this with all your friends and come to hear us speak and talk about what we're doing now, and we're going to talk about some old memories from the HS days. And, uh, you know, I was uh, talking to Eddie the other day, and he's excited about this, you know, to finally catch up with friends again that's followed us for years you know we're getting up in age i'm 59 now eddie's 60 i think he's 68 years old matt morett he's 50 i think he's 56 57 so matt working for the md uh oh i'm sorry pennsylvania Game and fish and eddie's doing his own thing you know he's still cutting hair and, and he's got his own turkey call line and Still living in Alabama, Matt's living in Pennsylvania, and I'm living in Southern Missouri in the Ozarks. But I know I changed the subject there, but I just wanted to mention that to everybody. And I also want to say, if you're looking to sell a farm and you're also wanting to buy a farm or land, get a hold of Legacy Farm and Land Specialists, LLC. Poplar Bluff, Missouri, Ryan McKinley, Nathan Maurer, Kurt Nodal, uh, to name a few of the people. They've got agents all across the U.S. now. That uh, Legacy Farm and Land growing, Eddie. Yeah.
2: Hey, Alex, what, what What are the dates for the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention?
3: February 14th, 15th, 16th, okay. and 17th. Yeah. So the 16th, I believe, is the Saturday is right. when we're going to be speaking. Yeah. Okay. I'll be there working Mike's Archery Booth representing Buck Grits and uh, Wiseye, and American Roots and Mike's Archery. It's the main, biggest booth in the show, right there. One of the largest booths, Mike's Archery. Brian Dickus, and Mike Dickison's booth.
2: and of course the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation Convention, all as always in Nashville again this year, right?
3: That's right, Nashville, Tennessee. And they're talking. I heard rumor talking about they're looking at maybe doing St. Louis, Missouri, in the future. Oh wow, possibility.
2: That would be fantastic.
3: I've heard that. I right, so yeah, wanna say that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanna say that NWTF and Turkeys for Tomorrow are doing great things for our turkey. If you're a turkey hunter, I encourage you to support these organizations. Support Trapper Association, uh, Predator Hunter Association. Those monies that you spend help fight and help us keep good numbers in our turkey numbers and deer numbers. We're gonna go to a break and we're gonna wrap up the show.
2: Oh, we're going to wrap right, up the you. show right now. Yeah, we're, we're at the end. Yeah. And, and before we end, I'd yeah. just like to say one thing. And, and uh, I was at the basketball tournament uh, last night, and again, we're recording on Thursday, Wednesday night, and talking to some of the coaches around that are also turkey hunters, and uh, Billy Weber and Denny Young, and, and you know those guys. And uh, they're saying they're yeah. seeing lots of turkeys on their farms, Alex. I, I think this year, along with the cicada hatch, which is going to be just tremendous, uh, this may yeah. be a, a a record-setting kind of year for turkey hunting in southern Missouri.
3: Well, we needed it. We've had about six or seven bad years, haven't we, Eddie? Yes, and yes. these predator hunters, again, I want to uh, give a big shout-out to all of them. Thank you for being a predator hunter and helping us get our turkey numbers back. But we've had good hatches, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wet springs and a lot of predators, they take a nemesis upon our turkeys every year. and. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show, Eddie. Thank you again for being a great guest. We've got a bonus segment coming up. Uh, if you're a podcast listener, on your favorite podcast listener, subscribe to us. Leave a review. We're going to give away prizes every month. We'll give something away. Uh, great content, by the way, Eddie. You. You're educating our listeners, and and people may have a better understanding of why we trap. And uh, I just want to say this. you know, Share the outdoors. Take somebody that's never been hunting or fishing or whatever, especially our kids. And we always want to teach our kids uh, about the great outdoors. And always remember, teach your boys to be men and your girls to be ladies. And always remember when your roots run deep and
2: strong. There's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind for joining us for today's american roots outdoors radio with alex rutledge you can find us on facebook look us up on the world wide web at americanrootsoutdoors.com we'll be back again next week on this great radio station hey deer hunters are you looking for an easy to use product to help enhance your food plots and enhance the health of your overall deer herd you need to check out soil pro outdoors They are the soil health experts. They've developed a revolutionary and groundbreaking approach to taking food plots to the next level. It's easy to use. can be applied with something as simple as a handheld sprayer. Enhance antler size, the health of your herd, and the health of your soil. Soil Pro Outdoors help produce the highest quality forage possible. All natural approach to improving soil health. Find them on Facebook at Soil Pro Outdoors. Soil Pro Outdoors, the soil health expert what we do
1: from a whippoorwill to an old house who sitting still till it's time to shoot american roots take it do a holler take it do a feel across the creek of a big old Do you want to sell your land? Do you want to buy land, hunting land, farm land? Contact Legacy Farm and Land Specialist LLC. Ryan McKinley, tell us about Legacy. Legacy Farm and Land Specialist LLC is based out of Popper Bluff, Missouri. We service all the state of Missouri. We're opening up an office in Kentucky. Come and see us. There you have it, folks. Legacy Land and Farm Specialist LLC. Buy, sell, auction. Ryan McKinley, 573 683 1449. pair of hunting boots passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart. So you never got a- Wise
3: Eye Technology presents American Roots bonus segment. If you're listening to this, you're listening to it on your favorite podcast, Carrier, probably. Again, this is Show 5 Wildlife Management with Eddie Owens, trapper, predator hunter extraordinaire from Mountain View, Missouri. He works for the city of Mountain View, but he's also a farmer. Him and his wife, they hunt predator competitions all across the country, and they love it. He's sitting there smirking, laughing, smiling ear to ear. Man, he loves it. What what made you smile like that, Eddie? Oh, we we hunt what we can. We enjoy it. It's a blast.
0: Uh, it's a grind.
3: It is a grind.
0: It's it, uh it and it, ne- it seems like it never fails. Any time you're hunting the tournament, it's always less than ideal condition. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I mean, because I've you know the last the last two mornings I've uh, I've called places that we called during the competition and never had any luck. The last two mornings I've called you know I'm 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 batting uh, I guess it'd be fifteen hundred I've had <laughs> two stands, called in three coyotes, killed two of them. So uh, I mean, it, it's just you know, you've got to kind of watch the weather, watch the wind, you know, temperatures. Uh, A person would think that if it's really cold, they're going to come running, but also, on the other hand, too, when it's really cold, they need to conserve calories. Mm -hmm. So, they're not going to cover really great distance of, of property to get to a rabbit that might possibly be there, might possibly not. So, You know, it seems like I've been having better luck since it's started to warm up just a little bit. The coyotes are getting a little more more frisky. Uh, They they howled back at me yesterday morning about a quarter mile away, and
3: I uh, I killed them inside of or killed that one inside of you know twelve minute mark. You know, Eddie, you you said something howled back at you. I've been hearing them howl at my house in the evenings and the mornings, and uh, right now they're mating. Mm -hmm. and just for our listeners here, one of the great ways when I kill coyotes at this time of the year is I like to howl and try to locate one instantly. Just like locating a gobbler red bone. If you howl, (laughs) and just listen, all of a sudden, these males are territorial, and they think you're another male that's come in that's a locator call, and they'll howl back. When they do, you move in with the wind in your face and set up and go to calling. Yep. And I've killed a lot of coyotes doing that right there. Is there any other tactics that you like to use when cow hunting? Um, I,
0: this time of year, what I do, because I don't, you know, I don't know how territorial these coyotes are. So a lot of times I'll lead off with a female on the howl.
3: And how's it sound?
0: Is it a higher pitch, or? Just a higher pitch version. <laughs> yep. And then and I'll, I'll, throw out a series of those, which includes three or four howls and I'll wait a little bit. If I don't get a response, I might throw out one more series of those howls, the high pitch of a female, female house, and I'll wait a little bit and then I'll go into my prey distress. Yeah. So, you know, if you're like yesterday, they, they were answering me before I got done with the first series of female house. And I, uh, I ended up, uh, going into prey distress, and like I said, inside the 12-minute mark, they covered that ground, and uh, I had the female killed. The male, he, he headed for the timber. I thought he might stop and give me a shot before he got out of sight, but he didn't. He sat in there in that in that wood line probably 20 minutes, mm. marking and howling, trying to call that female back
3: to him. Mm. Wow, that's it, pretty uh, cool. Hey, real quick, back to trapping. I know you love the prairie hunt. You love trapping it just as much. How often do you check traps? That's something I think we need to educate our listeners on. Uh, I always check
0: mine every 24 hours. I'll check them at first life. Now, first life. if I'm not mistaken, Missouri's rule is on a non lethal trap. It's a ma- mandatory 24-hour check. You have to. So, yeah. I, and even if it wasn't required, I would still do that. Yeah. Uh, so, it, uh, it, it had, you know... The longer, the longer you wait after
3: daylight, the better chance you have of that animal getting out of the trap. Well, right now I'm seeing a lot of, of coyotes running in packs on my eye data cams. And something that we shared in the last show was using eye data cams on your trap sets Yeah. where you can turn it on video mode, Yeah. you know what I mean? And instantly it, it sends it right to your phone. Think about that. If you have it in your budget, you can set wise Eye data cams on every trap set. Yeah.
0: That'd
3: save you a lot of gas, wouldn't it, it a lot of time? It would save you a lot of gas because, you
0: know, those cell cameras, I mean, they give you real-time data. Instantly, so, really. yeah. I mean, it, it would save you a, a lot of, of wear and tear on your vehicle, fuel, time, uh, if you got a camera on your trap set, like, if you got a real good set, but it's really hard to get to, pulling them cameras on it, and you might, because... That's the thing, like like a coyote set, you know, it might look really good, yeah, but sometimes it may take five, six, seven days to connect on that coyote. Especially coyotes. Yeah. yeah. They are, anyway, and I want
3: to touch on this again, too, and we're talking trapping uh, focus. You, you create sense posts, kind of like making mock scrapes. You can take a big rock and being set free with your hands and set that big rock in the intersection of no road. close to a clear cut or something, and and spray some cow urine, Mm -hmm. either male or female, on that rock and set traps around that rock, either fox urine or bobcat, and create a signpost, kind of like making mock scrapes red bone, and set those cameras up on that, Mm -hmm. and it's a great effective way to catch predators. Yeah, yeah, that work work good. And,
0: and too, you you can use the cameras for scouting, you know, pre-trapping season, too. Yes, you know, figure out you know how these animals are traveling, and then then when it comes time to set up your traps, you can set those traps up with you know on the prevailing wind and drag them in your sets. And and you know, like with coyotes, typically they they like a, the sets less splashy, more smelly. Uh-huh. And uh, with cats, I like to use attractants such as feathers or or they're tied on, on a, a string. Darling. Yeah,
3: tied on a string above the trap. Yep, I've done that. you ever know, use tinfoil? I, I've used CDs. Really? Like old huh. CDs. Really? of Because that CD spins and catches Is that right? Running. Yeah. Huh. Uh, well, I've, I've heard I'm, people taking tinfoil and a feather and put tinfoil on the feather on yeah. a full moon night, and that full moon makes it reflect, and yeah. it draws their attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, too, if you know somebody who
0: hunts duck, yeah. have them save the feathers. Mm. So those duck feathers have a lot of down to them. Yeah. So, like, if I'm doing a cat set, I'll I'll make my dirt hole or make my cubby hole however I want to do it yeah. and then when I'm done I'll just get a get a little handful of those feathers and just throw them at the hole and it I'll just more or less fur lines
3: that hole yeah. and it's just an, an extra that's all it does. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. good stuff good stuff great show we've covered great content to educate all of our listeners Eddie you're always a great guest and uh, you're free to come down and travel my place. Uh, predator hunt anytime you want, all the farms I got. I've got several farms everywhere. Good. And again, thank you, Predator Hunters. Thank you, Eddie Owens, your wife, Jackie, for what you're doing to help the surgery numbers. Red Bone?
2: Yeah, well, just before we get out of here, Alex, and we just got about a minute left, I want to mention, and Eddie probably knows about this, uh, I shared this on my Facebook the other day. Uh, the Heart of the Ozarks Benefit Coyote Hunt is coming up on uh, Friday, February 23rd, and it runs through Sunday registration friday uh february 23rd from four till six at the heart of the ozarks fairgrounds in west plains and then you can hunt big. you know you can hunt on friday night saturday mornings saturday night and sunday morning check-in is at three o'clock on sunday and all the proceeds from this benefit the coats for kids foundation where they use the money sure. to buy coats to give to needy children so any of you predator hunters out there or coyote hunters you ought to get involved in this benefit coyote hunt and you get to do your thing and you get to help out the needy kids in the Ozarks. I think that's fantastic.
3: Yeah. It is beautiful. I'd like to see more of that. And also mention turtles, holes and guns has got a contest going on right now from Winona, Missouri. And, uh, uh Matt Crafton. Uh, he started a week later, most of the guys and he caught, I can't remember how many animals he caught and killed. He wore them out. That boy's a killer. And, uh, Matt Crabtree, uh, Crafton, if you're listening, uh, get with Eddie Owens, you and him and love to hunt together and probably share some knowledge if you don't mind me saying that. That would be pretty good. Yep. Again, thank you for listening to American Roots Outdoors. Thank you to all of our sponsors, our local sponsors, uh, all across Shannon County, Howe County, Texas County, uh, other counties and other, Douglas County, uh, Ripley, all these sponsors that help us, and also our major sponsors that help us with the podcast. Uh, You know, we're all stewards of the land. It's our responsibility to take care of our resources. Uh, Share the outdoors with a young child or somebody that's never been outdoors. It's God's creation. And always teach your boys to be men, teach your girls to be ladies. And always remember when the roots run deep and strong,
2: there's no reason to fear the wind.